This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition, only on BFM 89.9. That's right. It's Talk Back Thursday. Caroline and Uma with you. Let me remind you of those numbers. 0377109000 is the number to call us. You can WhatsApp or text us on our brand new number of 018789 And of course, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, the past couple of months have revealed a shocking number of bullying cases. It would appear that the frequency of these incidents is increasing as well as the severity of the bullying. Yep, so just looking at the reports, right, since early May, uh, as a 14-year-old who had been beaten up by more than 20 senior students for three hours, um, in that same month, we saw Zulfarhan Osman, that was a 20-year-old uh, naval cadet officer studi- uh, studying at UPNM. He was beaten and eventually killed by 13 other students for allegedly stealing a laptop. And, uh, well, most recently, the case of T. Naveen, the 18-year-old who was assaulted, sodomized and burnt by a group of teenagers. Yeah, bullying isn't new. Violence in schools is a very real thing, and we've discussed it many times before. And awareness levels are relatively high, but where we seem to fall short is the addressing of the bullying, yeah. right? Oftentimes we react after an incident and then the discourse escalates as it's happening right now, mm-hmm. but then it's soon forgotten in the face of more interesting news threads, if yeah, you will. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we always seem to be talking about how to best uh, punish or deal with the perpetrators. We talk about rehabilitation, uh, about counselling, all the rest of it. Um, you know, it's a very reactive sort of perspective, but more often than not, the discussion isn't really sustained for long enough to try Truly get to the root of the problem. That's right. Now, today, Tansri Lilam Thai, Senior Vice Chairman of the Malaysian Crime Prevention Foundation, suggested that violent movies might be one of the main causes of the rise in bullying. He questioned whether enough is being done to vet and rate foreign films in this country and essentially brought back that old argument about how susceptible children are to media influence. But this isn't new, right? Mm. I mean, during the Columbine shootings, the public was quick to blame video games, music and violent films as well. Well, as uh, the host of At The Movie, you're probably up in arms uh, with this statement, but yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised I that you am. noticed that. But, you know, I guess the question is whether or not it really is that simple, right? So in the case of Naveen and Zulfarhan, um, you know, you look at the comments online, many Malaysians, uh, many people are blaming parents, they're blaming the school board for not keeping an eye on the kids. So, um, you know, that's what we'd like to explore today to, to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, that's right. So call us on TalkBack and answer that question for us. Could the parents of the bullies have done more to educate their kids? Should the school have done more to instill discipline? Are bullies a product of their families or of society at large? Who do you blame for this culture of bullying? Call us now on 0377109000. Text us on 018789 or tweet us at BFM Radio. We also have a poll that's running on our Twitter page. Uh, so we're asking whether or not you ever worry about your children being bullied in school. Just put that up. We've got 30 32 votes so far with 94% of that saying, yes, I worry a lot. And I guess, you know, for parents who are just you know, reading all these articles in the papers and just reading the news, right, you can't help but be worried. You would imagine that a school is a safe space, um, you know, th- that your kids, you don't have to be, you know, just there monitoring your kids all day while they go. It's unreasonable. It's not feasible. No. 
And also, it's not that children are incredibly open about these things either. They may mm. feel embarrassed. They may feel, you know, just ill-equipped to talk to their parents or their teachers about these things. They don't want to be snitches, you know, because that's a culture that we instill as well. You know, don't 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 snitch on your friends if you're For being sure. bullied. And yeah, and so parents may not have all the information as well. So I'm sure that's on their mind as well. Is my child being bullied? Yeah, and you know, with all these comments, um, you know, coming in about schools and how teachers should be a little bit more vigilant, keeping an eye on the kids, you know, watching out for the kids to see whether or not they're behaving a little bit differently. You know, I really do empathize because, you know, Teachers have so much on their plates, yeah. as, as it you know, as it stands. There are so many people who criticize the state of education and expect that of the teachers, um, you know. But if you have a class of you know forty students, um, you know, every single hour of the day, you know, how much can you realistically do? Yeah, can I can I go back to this idea of that you know violent movies causing. Um, you know, uh, violence among children and whatever. I believe that. I really believe that that is a false argument. If only because violent movies happen and, and they are there. But yet again, it is the it is the purview of parents to not have a eight-year-old, for example, watch a movie that's rated 18. Mm. You know, that is your responsibility as a parent. You yeah. need to at least supervise what your children are being, cons- uh, what, you f- what your children are consuming, right? And, and the funny part about that is, you know, you usually have parents saying, yeah, don't worry, I think, I think you'll get by. I think nobody will check. Nobody will check, right? That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've got Sharin on the line. Hey, Sharin, thank you so much for calling. Uh, what do you think about this? Who do you think is to blame? First of all, Selamat Hari Raya. Hey, Selamat Hari Raya to you The thing is that uh, we have to blame ourselves. Mm. Because I was a victim of bullies before. Mm-hmm. I was sekolah rendah, sekolah menengah, university. I was, I was uh, you know, having this problem. But the thing is that uh, one day, when I was in uh, sekolah menengah, I told the bullies, hey, come, have, let, let's have a fight. So I have a fight with him. And guess what? I won. Mm. So the thing is that, if you want to talk so much about uh, how what the society is, I learned that eventually you must teach your children to become a human being and stand for what he believes. If he believes that he is being bullied mm-hmm. and telling to the teacher will not solve it, then face to face it is. Can That's I, the only way. Can I ask you, Sh- I mean, so the, I suppose the different ways to look at that, right? So it's different for the parents of the bullies and the parents of uh, the kids who are bullied. Uh, but when, when it happened to you, uh, what recourse did you have? Did you talk to your parents? Did you talk to your teachers? Uh, you know, what, what did you have at the time? Uh, I told my parents eventually. My parents have a fight with the parents, uh, with, with the other parents. Mm. So eventually that won't solve things because their parents will say that my kids are nice. So yeah. the best thing to do, the best thing to do, because I won twice. <laughs> so the best thing to do is just face them straight, straight on and just tell them, don't bully me again. They won't mm-hmm. because they are the ones who bully other people. Is eventually they are themselves are timid people, sure. cowards. It's just that I feel that self-defense shouldn't be the way to go. If we're looking at the root of the problem, shouldn't we be looking at what's creating these bullies as opposed to, you know, I mean, self-defense, definitely a good thing, but certainly not the answer, I, I, I don't think. The, the thing is that the bullying has happened from, from, from years, years and years, years and years. Many yeah. ways have been taken. But and you in, felt like in, you didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice as 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 as, as, as a young child. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell your. You should tell your father. The society will have a fight. My father will have a fight with his father. My mom will have a fight with his mom. Yeah. So eventually, it goes not goes nowhere. Yeah. So the old the old people will eventually say, "Budak budak 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 setelkan." 
So let the kid settle themselves. Let yeah. the kid learn self-defense. Yeah. Let the kid learn to properly defend themselves and properly address themselves. If no, it means no, don't touch me again. That's the only way, possible way that I can think of and that the possible way that the society should think of. Empower your son, empower your daughter mm. to really stand on her own feet. Thank, thank you very much, Shine. Thank you so much for your call. Yeah, and I suppose that is, I mean, that is good advice, isn't it? Empower your son, empower your daughter. Uh, and, and of course, and, and of course Sharon is not implying that you, you empower them just to beat someone up. No, it's no, to no, stand up to your bullies, right? Rather, rather than anything. But are we actually doing anything about the bullies? You know, shouldn't we be stopping it? Uh, stemming it there at, at the core. Yeah, and, and also, you know, there is this culture of ragging, for example, which is accepted, which is normalized. That is a huge problem as well because it is seen by many as, oh, you know, it's just a part of growing up. You just have to put up with it, mm. you know, as a as a freshman somewhere, whether you're in a naval academy or even in, in, in university, right? Yeah. Um, Ahmad, on the line. Hey, Ahmad, thank you so much for calling. Uh, Salam hi Raya to you. Um, Hello, yes, hi, Salam So, <laughs> what do you think is uh, the cause of, you know, all of this bullying, who's to blame? Okay, who's to blame, right? Um, okay, in my humble opinion, there's three things. Uh, number one, talking about uh, the violent movies or whatever it is, uh, Power Rangers, Ultraman, whatever it is, it's all <laughs> colors and smoke screens. Now, regardless whether you want to show the kids expendables or whatever, it's the same thing. Now, for me, personally, playing bullies, uh, subconsciously being mauled by the parents. And number two, uh, is uh, the lack of attention that they have uh, gotten from the parents. Because by the end of the day, uh, whatever it is, uh, if, if the kids jump on jumps on the table uh, during the dining, uh, during the dinner, whatever it is, uh, people will look at the parents. So by the end of the day, it's the parents. Now, number three, the cause of uh, the cause of uh, bullying uh, bullies, uh, which I think is uh, the environment, uh, not just uh, the parents, but the. Uh, the the, the 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 cousins, uh, the, the friends, the neighbors, the schools and whatnot. Now, but then the 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 victim uh, from the bullies, whether in primary or high school, uh, they will grow up stronger. I mean, you know, uh, what doesn't kill them make them stronger. But the other way around to go about it is, which I would like to suggest, uh, is should uh, the the government or any uh, any uh, people out there to to hear this <coughs> now. Uh, when there's, there's an issue, then only people would think of a solution. So uh, what, what I think best is to have a, uh, a roadshow or a workshop uh, throughout nationwide to have schools to, to, to look at uh, the consultation uh, approach to all the parents, starting off uh, with the uh, PIB society and stuff like that. Um, it's not the matter of uh, the children going to school and how the teachers are educating it, but it's the matter of communication at home because yeah. therapy starts from home right. and uh, that's, that's the core of uh, whatever that's causing the society out there um, regardless on whatever outcome it is. So that's my thoughts. Correct. Uh, thank you, Avan. Thank you for your call. And yeah, communication is key and I think it should start at schools as well. I think, you know, he's right about, uh, you know, I guess movies and all this popular culture stuff being uh, a smokescreen, Caroline, because... There is this idea that somehow, just by watching it, I think there is um, there are innate issues when it comes to people who are 
bullies or naturally bullies, right? I, well, don't, I don't know think whether there's any... I wouldn't say somebody's naturally a bully. I no, really no, no. believe that it's learned behavior. I, I, no, I think... Oh, I don't know. I would love to speak to a psychologist to find out whether some people are, uh, have, have certain psychological leanings towards that, right? Perhaps. Um, because I don't think suddenly... like I don't think I lean that way, but watching a movie wouldn't suddenly influence me to go, hey, 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 that's the way no, to do it. No, but living in a household where, say, for example, ah. it happens every day from, you know, from the time you're born, from the time you understand anything until the time you're a teenager it is the norm it is something you have learned it's something you've watched growing up and that's what you know oh yeah you know oh, see look at that just, just make another great show that we should do on the evening edition the psychology of bullying look at that idea is just coming uh, 0377109000 is the number to call you can whatsapp or text us on 0187898899 and don't forget you can tweet us at bfm radio we're asking you about bullying and where it comes from uh, we'll be back after these messages on BFM 89.9. Time for the four T's. Tweet, text, talk, talk back on BFM 89.9. Caroline and Uma with you on Talk Back Thursday. The number is 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018789 and you can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you today about this culture of bullying and where it comes from or, you know, to put it more bluntly, who do we blame for this culture of bullying? Right, some messages that came in. This one saying, uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Naveen is gone. His murderers deserve death. No two ways about it. Uh, this one um, that came in from at that's my full name saying parents are responsible for their kids. They're either too soft, i.e. never mind, or arrogant, i.e. what's your problem? Mm. Those are both horrible approaches. No, those, I mean, yeah, I think, yes, indeed. Yeah, so those are, are horrible approaches. But is it that easy or is it that simple, rather, to just blame the parents? So we say this and we say this a lot, right? It takes a village to raise a child. Um, you know, what is it about our environment, um, you know, that contributes to this kind of behavior? And I, I think there's a need to seriously, uh, you, well, to take a look at, you know, what we're putting out there. So we have a culture of Punishment. Yeah. We practice capital punishment in this country. Yep. Um, we have also a culture of intolerance when it comes to certain issues. Um, you know, what's all that doing to play into this psyche? Yeah. I mean, uh, if you take the T. Navin case, for example, Caroline, in Georgetown, uh, allegedly he was uh, beat up and, and tortured for being effeminate. That is a culture that we uh, put down. Uh, and Absolutely. have so for the for decades, Absolutely. right? And of course, that is a systemic problem that we've ingrained into our society. It's, it's a culture that we've put down, and it's a culture that we've legally punished. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jemima on the line. Hey, Jemima, thank you for calling. Uh, what do you think about uh, this culture of bullying? Where does it come from? Oh, hi. Um, for me personally, I feel that it's actually from society itself. Carry on. Yeah. And, like, society, there's a thing about society, like, I was a victim of, of bullying throughout my primary school and secondary school years. Mm-hmm. It came to a point where I had, I had to tell my parents, hey, transfer me, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a vernacular school, and when these, I was a minority there, and this majority of people, you know, ever since they were young, they were like, oh, hey, you know, this minority is but this minority isn't good enough. So these kids who are, like, seven or eight years old, they're like, oh, no, I don't want to be with you. No, I don't want you to be in my group and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's the psychological bullying that's been instilled by the parents or even by their extended families yeah. or even maybe the society itself. 
and they just grow up like that. And when I entered secondary school, I bullied physically and mentally, and the school did nothing about it. I personally blame the school too, mm-hmm. because the school actually swept it under the carpet. What do you mean? What do you mean exactly? As in, you told them about the problems, and what they, they pretended it wasn't that. Thank you so much for your call and sharing your uh, story with us. And, you know, uh, Caroline, uh, Jemima raised an interesting point that she was in a, vac- in a vernacular school and that obviously she was of a different race. And, you know, there is a lot of racial issues that play into that as well because the, the private conversations that happen between races uh, that we often don't hear, you know, you know what Indians say about Chinese people behind their back. When you're in a place like a vernacular school where you may be the odd one out, all of that comes to the fore if someone thinks you're lesser than them, for example. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's just being different. Um, exactly. Know, whatever, the, whatever the circumstance. But, you know, it still comes back to how you deal with an issue. Are we talking it out? Are we... You know, are we having these conversations in a safe space? What are we doing about it? Are we immediately just raising our fists, you know? Yeah, we've got Vimal on the line. Uh, Vimal, you say bad examples are set by people and not just online. What do you mean by that? Hi, uh, Vimal here. Hi. Everybody. And to you too. Yeah, cheers. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, I, I did say that earlier. Maybe there was uh, uh, something else. Uh, but what I wanted to say was this is, again... Uh, it's very sad to hear or read about all these cases, and it's been happening quite rampantly. And I think bullies are it's so common and it's so blatant that you know, sometimes even when you're on the road, there's a different kind of bullying on the road. You know, you get flashed, yeah, yeah. you get honked, and it's not just something that happens to kids. For example, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Recently, an adult was attacked by another adult, and I think it was on live television. It went on everywhere. It happened here in Malaysia. I think it was an Astro program. The Prime Minister was there, you know. And this oh, the punch, an example. of course. Yeah, the famous punch slap thing. Uh, it didn't look like it landed, but, you know, nothing was enforced after that. Uh, and he set a bad example because 
you have to seem as though that you are actually taking action. Uh, well, you have to take action, right? Because what message does it send? Exactly. And the young kid, movies don't really affect, I mean, if I got you right there, he mentioned that movies play a big role. Yes. Okay, maybe, you know, he's got some statistics. But to be honest, you've got to see the law taking its course. If not, then people are not going to change. No, you, you're right, because movies are fiction. Meanwhile, people see this in reality, right? Yep, and kids will just be echoing that sentiment, right? Because, like you said, it doesn't just happen It doesn't just happen to kids. It happens to adults as well. However, kids um, in this context are far more vulnerable, I imagine. Yeah, and they're not sure that, you know, it's going to turn out that bad. And when it does, there's no turning back. So if I could send a message to kids out there, just take a step back, take a chill pill, you know, it's just not worth it. Just try to be cool and uh, play some sports or something like that, you know. Thank you very much, Rimmel. Thank you. Yeah, be cool and play some sports and don't bully other people, right? Find other ways to keep yourself occupied, lah, mm. is what Rimmel is saying. Uh, we've got Christine on the line. Um, hey, Christine, you think we should uh, approach the problem differently? Tell us more. Yes, hi. Um, I do think that we should approach the problem differently because the question in itself, who who do we blame? There's a problem in it because it's very um, reductionist mm-hmm. kind of approach where you sort of looking for a, a root cause. What is the cause and how does it impact this? True. I think things are just more complicated, right? Like, um, we live in a more complicated... Relationships are complicated. The system that we live in is complicated. So one of the issue or one of the problems that I see is that we live in a world where domination submission is, is very present. People mm-hmm. thrive on dominating. Um, and that could look like... You know, that could come across many different systems, like the racial system, the gender system, um, in school, in parental subsystem. So, as a counsellor myself, I work with a lot of um, people or clients who have experienced bullying mm-hmm. themselves as a kid and also who are bullied themselves. So, um, and one of the issues is this whole power difference. So, how is power... You know, um, how is power, what's the word, uh, pre- not practice, but how do you distribute that power? How do you practice that power? So those who are bullies, there is this way, like, for example, in Navin's case, um, there's clearly some, you know, um, masculinity, femininity, you know, aggression is seen as you're in power, you're in control, you are, you have, um, it's, it's thrived upon, you know, as in feminine and things soft, that's seen as weak. Right. So you want to dominate and you want to you want to show submission to the other person. So the problem is when this system is maintained, bullying will continue to happen. So, for example, one of the some of the comments that we are reading online, and it's, and it's really sad that people are you know ready to say you know we should hang them, we should you know that's another whole system of domination. You know we are dominating, and these bullies are going into a submissive role where they are at the mercy of whoever that's going to you know punish them or whatever and. If the system continues to maintain that way, bullying will continue to happen. It's, the problem lies in the system in itself. All right, fair enough. And you know, and, I, I guess, and it's a vicious cycle, right? I, I think it is. So it's a it's a culture of dominance. It's a culture of uh, punishment. Which I mean, if you think about dominance, even our hierarchical sort of uh, structure, society, yeah, yes. that's right. You know, it does lend itself to that kind of suppression. Um, you know, if you will. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's ingrained within our system, right? Yeah. This this idea of this is the person you need to count out to, right? Yeah, but does it necessarily have to end in violence, right? Which component of it are we actually looking at? Yes, but you know what what our previous caller was saying, what Christine was saying, is quite interesting because there's always this these this subtle power plays which create dominance, um, whether it's in between familial relations or racial relations, mm-hmm. and so if that's already an undercurrent, yeah. then uh, we're living in a bit of a powder cake in that sense, right? Yeah, when it uh, manifests. When it manifests. Mm-hmm. We're talking about bullying today and we're asking you where it comes from and uh, yes, with that lovely reductive questions of who to blame because <laughs> because it's emotive enough to make you want to call. 0377109000 is the number to call. 018789 is the number to WhatsApp and tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after the news on BFM 89.9. Psst, you there? Open your mouth and... It's Talkback Time on BFM 89.9. It is indeed Talkback Time. The number to call zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018789 You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're talking about the culture of bullying with the news of um, tragic, tragic incidents that's happened over the last couple of months. Uh, we're asking you, where do you think this culture of bullying comes from? Who do we blame? Yep, I'm just going to read out a couple of messages that have come in. This one saying, everyone needs to be cautious when expressing sexist, homophobic, racist um, kind of information. It spreads hatred and children will think it's okay um, to punish or to bully someone. And, and I guess you know that's, that's sort of what we're seeing. Um, Salim says, I have a theory on bullying. It could be a case of bullies having smaller brains than those that they bully. Well, I, I don't know. I, I tend to believe that. I'm waiting for some sort of, uh, I guess, scientific evidence um, <laughs> to come through. No, Nuzul says, I blame the video games Grand Theft Auto. Just the one game? Because everyone is, all bullies are playing the one game. Well, I don't know. Mm. Safir Dao says, it's the survival of the fittest. Um, and this Going one, all Darwinist. This one from Chris saying, parents are partly to blame, but not entirely. Kids can be angels at home, but devils outside. Uh, don't we know it? <laughs> don't we know it? We've got Nicole on the line. Hey, Nicole, thank you for calling. Uh, you say that people overlook the state of violence. What do you mean? No, um, hi, Nicole here. So uh, basically what I'm trying to say is that, um, I, let me just start off by saying that, I, again, I have to repeat this, you know, parents cannot be blamed heartfully because you're talking about working class parents who are doing two jobs and three jobs and leaving their children behind at home uh, completely by themselves. So uh, how, how do you actually, uh, you know, blame these parents for actually not being there mm-hmm. and then... Exactly. And then you also see, you know, especially in Indian households, you see a lot of, of, of Indian men being locked up. So you have the non-presence of one parent and, and children are raised up. So what basically I'm trying to say is that I'm so upset that violence is simplified and essentialized in the sense that we, we're talking about a government, a state. I mean, state meaning government, which validifies violence every single day. Let's not forget uh, the word that was used on Naveen was Pundan. I was also called with that word, quote-unquote, pondan, all throughout my life. But let's not forget, the state actually had a camp of feminine boys. So this kind of actions by the state validifies the kind of violence that is perpetrated. Right. It, it, it makes people say it's okay to do this kind of thing. And you also have the state which bullies the working poor every single day with their kind of economic policies. Yeah. You see men being killed in lockups in this country without any action being taken about the perpetrators. So... Again and again, the state play monopolizes violence, and yeah. the state actually, in a sense, actually 
says it's okay, you know. So Legitimizes that, violence. Exactly. And I think the last point being is that in this sense, I, it, it's such a shame because just a few weeks ago, we had the Sexual Crime Act and people were like saying, we need to protect our children. Yeah. And then fast forward now, we are saying that it's okay to actually charge the two young boys yeah. who are not even adults yeah. uh, with the capital punishment. Uh, I think it's because these boys fall into the bracket of the criminal poor. So it's much easier to portray them in a very bad light. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not justifying the actions, but so let's see a comparison of how these boys are being portrayed and how the Zul Finance case of boys. These boys are every day in the front pages. You know, this is, they are juveniles. Two of them are juveniles. Is this the kind of protection that the state should be giving to them? Uh, so I think we should talk about the my right forms of violence that exist. Uh, violence is all what these boys see every single day growing up. Mm-hmm. So is it fair to say that violence is not what they're going to perpetrate? Yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you so much. Uh, those are very, very salient points, right? Uh, and, and he's absolutely right with the way we portray, um, I guess, different criminals in the media, if you will. I mean, even if you talk about a uh, previous caller called and talked about the slap, yep. which happened on TV, yep. it was a criminal act, mm-hmm. but it was carried out by celebrities. Yeah. And so it was easily forgiven, right? Yeah, it was legitimized. It's, then it's double standards, right? When is, it, when is it correct? When is it not? So this message in from Shongan, who says, sometimes it's the teacher's fault. When I was in school, we had a PE teacher who was a bully. He picked on a larger-sized kid, made him run extra laps, and worse, he riled up other kids, got them to laugh at the fatso. I was 13 at the time, and I knew what the teacher did was wrong. My biggest regret is I didn't speak up to him. Schools need to take note. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. You do have teachers who are bullies as well. Uh, On the line now, we have Mrs. Ampi, also my mum. So, uh, Ma, you were a teacher. And for many years... Yes, and uh, Caroline, did you know that Uma was bullied a little bit? Was he? When he yeah, was the seller totally. one. Yes. But so it was I a think, small, uh, thin, scrawny little kid. Yes, but I think he, I was really going to hammer the little kid who sat on him. Sure. But he stood up sat and on. said... Uh, Someone sat on um, him. No, he pushed him. And then he got up and he said, you do that again and I'm going to ask Gavin to sit on you. Who was my best friend who was bigger. Oh. Who was bigger. And uh, I think that stopped it. But I was going to uh, flee the boy for just pushing my son out. But uh, but in the schools, I mean, I've been a teacher for, for as many years as I can think. We, our headmasters and headmistresses were really good about this in those days mm-hmm. because I found that if there was any bullying, the headmaster or the headmistress actually took action. What well, kind of action? The parents. Well, so what kind of action? Oh, oh, okay. Now, let's say somebody, all the children were told during uh, assembly that they would not tolerate any kind of bullying or any kind of pressure on anybody. Nobody gets bullied. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to be uh, respectful and we taught them good manners. Yes. Okay. Now, then, uh, if, if a, so no, nobody was afraid to tell the teacher or to tell the headmistress mm-hmm. I'm being bullied by so and so and even to name the people yeah. nobody was afraid because the letters were then sent to the te- parents and the parents were asked to come to the school and then the parent with the headmistress and the counsellor and the discipline teacher who used to have uh, rotans yeah. and, uh, and, the dis- and they would sit down and say okay uh, please warn your child that uh, he cannot be bullying people anymore. Mm-hmm. If he does, he'll be suspended. 
if he continues to do it, he'll have to be dismissed from school. And they were strict about this. Yeah. The parents didn't come there and say, no, my son is a good, nothing of that sort. He was, he was seen to be bullying, but they would investigate. They would find out whether this girl was the only or this boy was the only boy who was bullied yeah. or whether there were others who were bullied. So in all my years of teaching, mm-hmm. and I did that for more than 10 years now, let me tell you, I used to, I've been a counselor, I've seen kids being bullied, yeah. but I've talked to the kids, but our headmasters and headmistress took responsibility. Yes. And I think we should do that. Why isn't anybody doing that? This is what I don't understand. How can children be afraid to tell the teacher, I'm being bullied? You know what, it sounds It sounds like, Mrs. Ampi, um, you know, the big difference then was that it felt. It feels as though children had recourse, right? They had a place to go where they weren't afraid. And when the school dealt with it, they dealt with it with all stakeholders. You know, they, they weren't. But weren't the concerns about, say, for example, a school's reputation? No, what reputation are mm. we talking about? The school would be, I mean, everybody would say, oh, my God, that school is a wonderful school. I, the, my last school was Tapak High School, and it was known to be one of the the, the schools with the worst kind of uh, rowdies you can get. But let me tell you, I was there for a year, and my car was never scratched, neither were my tires punctured. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a testament, actually, to um, you know, I guess, I guess, to how effective they were at curbing bullying, curbing bullying, right? My, my, my. To be fair, my uh, my example isn't the best one. Basically, I made, fr- I, my, the, uh, I became best friends with the biggest kid in school, yeah. and so I would use him to bully the kids who bullied me. Don't don't You're go down awful. that route. Don't go down that route, right? <laughs> did you tell your mom that? To be that fair, he's still my best friend. You know, <laughs> did, all did of you, these years later. Did you tell your mom that? Because she has a different uh, story. Oh, no, she knows. Sorry, she, Gavin was the biggest kid in school. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, just don't follow that route. It's not a good idea. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can WhatsApp us on zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. It's Talkback, and we're asking you about the culture of bullying and where it comes from. Uh, Ahmad, Devan and Shangfu, please hold. We'll be back after these messages on BFM 89.9. 0377109000 to talk back. BFM 89.9. Caroline and Uma with you on Talkback Thursday, 0377109000. That's the number. You can WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Who do you blame for this culture of bullying that is also prevalent in our society? Uh, we've got Ahmad on the line. Hey, Ahmad, uh, you think we're looking at it the wrong way. What do you mean? Hi. Uh, Salama Hai Raya. Hey, Salama Hai Raya to you too. All right. Um, thank you. Um, I think uh, when you when you talk about uh, playing game, it's never ending game. It's never win or lose. Mm-hmm. So if we say we'll blame the parents, psycholo- psychological upbringing of the children, mm-hmm. the relatives, the government, mm-hmm. basically the school, yeah. which whoever you take, it's a never ending story. Yeah. Everybody has experience based on being bullied or bullied someone else. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a school where. Actually, the teacher can close a class of 40 to 60 students and beat the hell out of them to the extent that he can spring his hand in the, in the first of beating a child. So I've 
seeing it firsthand based on experience on how basically from from the from the teaching from the teaching area that means from the uh, uh, policy level in the school it's actually accepted to punish children hmm. and with the moment the moment parents come in to interfere it becomes the fight between the teachers and the parents and then from the parents it becomes with authority and then the authority becomes the media before you know it what do you call it, become viral. Yeah, so, and that's yet another never-ending spiral. Exactly, exactly. I think, I think, in my opinion, right, um, so far, I there, I don't see any policy in the education system where actually drives the idea of stakeholder engagement, fully bringing in the parents, the, the schools, not only one school with a good example, but schools to actually, everybody to come up with uh, actually engagement policy that fully articulates on how to uh, conduct and actually process the idea of the concept of bullying. So at the end, without policy, everyone will try to do what is best. And, and basically, we'll, uh, we get bullied, we go back to our primal instincts to try to be the survival of the teachers or whatever that people call it. I think without policy, without order, basically everyone will try to, to set an example. Sometimes it ends up based on opinion. You will think it's right, this person will think it's wrong. And, and people will just based on school system. The government needs to take charge, involve all stakeholders, drive through policy on how uh, the concept of bullying can, can be tackled. Alright, yeah, you're absolutely right about the government taking charge and actually at the Ministry of Education level at every school, this conversation needs to be had with headmasters, with teachers, with students, with mm. counsellors, with everyone, right? Uh, we've got Devon on the line. Hey, Devon, uh, you say that uh, discipline in school is too relaxed. Yeah, hi, Uma. Yeah, I, I totally agree with your mom just now. Yes, carry on. Yeah, I totally agree with your mom because uh, I, I think children don't have an avenue to, to uh, go and confide their problems, uh, what are they facing. Even if they are actually soft in nature, they don't have anyone to understand them. So I believe that this has to change from the school standpoint. And many people take many, uh, uh, sorry to generalize, but uh, I have to, no choice. Teachers take their profession a little bit too easy, I think, nowadays. They mm-hmm. don't want to engage with the children, with their problems and all that. And it even becomes compounded if uh, the friends uh, make their own life more difficult. I was called uh, a poor when I was, uh, you know, uh, standard four or five, like that. I used to hide behind a boy who was uh, twice shorter than me, but very much more fierce. So I know how it feels. I know yeah. how it feels. Thank, Thank you so much for your call, David, uh, and sharing that story with us. And um, yeah, I think you know people need an avenue to complain and uh, to share that issue with, right? Yeah. And if and you can't go to your parents, you can't go to your teachers, and you can't—I mean, your friends may not be of much help. Where do you go? No, You're no, just alone. And let's not forget that it's not something that's easy to talk about. No. You know, it takes a lot of courage for somebody to come forth. You, you, you don't understand. You're a child. You don't understand why you're being picked on half the time. Um, you know, so when you're coming you from and, a place of weakness, yeah, right? And, and what do you what do you go to your parents with, right? Yeah, we've got Swang Fu on the line. Uh, you say it stems from inequality. Tell us more. Hi, yeah, Swang Fu here. Um, hello, Caroline Umar. Hi, hi, hi there. I think I think that uh, bullying comes from um, the inequality that we have because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's out in our social um, communities, we have, I'm, my father has this, you don't have that. I'm a 
sort of a victim of a bully when I was younger, and they kind of get hung out of that. Yeah, you are the father of this, 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 and then they give call me names sure. of it. And um, I think extension to that's the reason why people don't speak up because of the insecurities um, coming from inequalities. I wouldn't be able to speak up and defend myself. Um, I I wasn't being taught the means um, to stand up for myself at that time. Um, and at at the same time, um, for the bully themselves, um, it could be the insecurities uh, that they have um, because they lack of certain things and they just jump on and um, say that, hey, you, know, you have something like this, I want to feel better, hence I try to bully you, giving myself that false sense of uh, um, seniority or the power um, to press the, well, those that doesn't speak up that often. So All right, that, well- yeah, no, I think you're right, Fang Fu. Uh, and a uh, social and wealth inequality. For sure, absolutely. It does continue. Right. Uh, very quickly, this message that just came in, Eunice saying, it's usually the act of bullying, usually the act of bullying is nurtured from a young age. Most do it to feel powerful or to fit in. Um, this one from Nana saying, something has to be said about the way the system fails boys. I'm not saying that girls can't be bullies, but our schools don't provide boys a secure place for learning. Expectations for boys are lower. Excuse me, which in turn creates a cycle where they're more likely to get involved uh, in antisocial activities. There's a reason why only a third of our boys make it into higher education institutions. And you know what? I think hmm. there really is some truth in that because well, we I, just I, spoke I think about the tend, UM story, Caroline. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think we tend to neglect this one simply because the focus is on girls most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 also, there's that culture of teaching boys um, that to complain about such things means you're not a man, that you're weaker. As well, right, and that culture exists as well, and and you know that goes a long way to um, that goes a long way to actually reinforcing this notion that people have to stay quiet and silent. Yeah, Naz sent this one saying, parents and teachers are passing the buck to each other; uh, they have to be more involved uh, in 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 what in everything. <laughs> yeah, I suppose in ju- just getting involved in your child's situation, right? Just knowing a little bit more about what he or her is going, you know, what, what, what's going on in school, who their friends are, what they're talking about, that sort of thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, uh, thank you so much for your calls, your texts, your tweets uh, on, on, on bullying. Um, it's been a very interesting conversation and, you know, I, I think for the most part we're absolutely right. You can't necessarily apportion blame to just one group of people. There is a systemic issue um, that needs to be resolved. Uh, we've got some BBC programming coming your way after the 7pm news uh, the, res- uh, one, uh, the, first, the first half an hour is about the results of the UK election and what they mean about you know young people getting more involved and all of that stuff <laughs> and then from 7.30pm it's about 50 things that made the modern economy and this one's about robots threatening the human workforce but first here's Right Through You by Alanis Morissette on BFM 89.9 Thank you for listening to this podcast To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.